talk about some shit? Yes! Yes! Hello everybody, welcome back to Talking Shit, uh, a podcast where we talk some shit. Uh, it's only a podcast. Are you sure it's only a podcast? Nothing else. I'm worried this is going to turn into more and, you know, I'm going to, on my gravestone it's going to say, Talking Shit, an important mm. thing. My name's Joe. Are you sure about that? Yes. Okay, well, I'm glad that you're so sure because I think my name's Dan. It is, don't worry. It, are you sure? Okay, and I think I think we're talking about something today, aren't we? Yeah, we are talking about Spider Man Two. <laughs> well, um, okay, all right, uh, Spider Man Two. So <laughs> Peter Parker is played by Tobey Maguire, who everyone hates because he's is, a dick. Is that, is that the one that Pizza Time is in? Pizza Time, yeah, yeah. Just oh. Peter. Just, what is? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm we're actually guy. we're actually talking about Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Are you sure? Oh. Yeah, oh. sorry. Well, that's kind of disappointing. I wanted to talk about pizza time. Pizza time, baby. Pizza time! <laughs> yeah, no, uh, alright. Uh, we're talking about Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which is amazing. Yes. Yeah. Although not as amazing as I once was led on to believe by the hype. We'll, we'll get it. Yeah, fuck it. We'll just talk about it now, yeah. So, uh... I have been talking this film up for ages to Joe, and not only me, but every video on the internet has been screaming at you saying this is amazing, and you've been waiting to see it, and then I saw it came on Netflix uh, this week, and so I said, hey, we'll do that and we'll talk about it on the podcast, because I love it, and I've got a lot to say, and what happened? Well, it, it didn't live up to the hype. I'm I'm by no means saying it's it's bad, it's it's very mm. good, it's, yes. it's I, I would... I would christen it amazing mm. in my church. Yep. But but yeah. Has hasn't it been been out for like two years now or something? It has been out for two years. So, yeah. you know, two years of built up um It just it's just hearing it's You you've basically been hearing that it's like the best it's like the Messiah, it's like like as yeah. if it if it was gonna christen you in its church, like, yeah. you know. But uh, like yeah. I, I I don't really have much bad to say about it, that's the thing. It's but just it's, that it's, it doesn't live up to I mean, yeah. this isn't the greatest yeah. movie ever made, and I'm I'm sure that's what people, no. for some reason, have made you believe. But it it's my favorite animated film of all time. I'll say that much. Yeah, I mean, I I'd guess where people are blown away, um, like most easily is the visuals. Yeah, and how it all fits together with that's, like the sa- the soundtrack as well. That's this film's biggest selling point is the visuals. Just yeah, we'll I'm, get I'm, into it, but the grueling nature of making this film. It really pays off. It looks incredible. Yeah, I feel like that's one of the easiest ways to just hook people in. To well, that's get get them to say, "Oh, good movie, man." Good yeah, movie. yeah, and you know, to win an Oscar. Yeah. You know what? You fuck it. I'm gonna jump into this Oscar story straight away. I was gonna save this for later. Okay. I think I've told you about this before, haven't I? About the Oscars, about this uh, film. I don't know, man. I well, know either way, Oscars, I'll tell you but... again, and I'll tell everyone. So basically, this is one of my favorite facts about this film. Uh, I don't know everything it was going up against for the Oscars, but I know that Spider Verse was going up against Wreck It Ralph two, uh, wreck some more things, whatever it's called. Um, <laughs> and Palooza. Yeah, Wreck It Palooza, and um. <laughs> Basically, because, you know, it's a Disney film, Disney just assumed, you know, they're not going to give a superhero movie a, 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 a Oscar, you know what I mean? So they just assumed they were going to win uh, Best Animated Feature. So Wreck-It Ralph 2 was coming out on Blu-ray and DVD around the same time. So they had, like, a physical, like, stamp on it. Like, it, you know, like, it looks like a sticker, but it's actually a part of the box art. 
yeah. uh, that said like winner of best animated feature. Oh wow! At the I, Oscars. Oh my god. Yeah, no, this is this is a hundred percent true. I'm not bullshitting you. And uh, they had to recall all of those, um, all of the boxes, uh, the box art. Sorry, because uh, Spider Verse won instead. It was one of those times where one of the only times the Oscars have ever made me happy. Like I remember yeah. seeing it was uh seeing it was nominated and I was like, There's no way they're gonna give that a fucking Oscar. Like it's amazing, but the Oscars are dumb. That it's old stupid white men that don't know anything, but yeah. uh Oscars were right. They were right for once. Yeah. Very yeah. <laughs> and and it's okay to um clown on Disney because yeah. it's Disney. <laughs> Yeah, do you think they even noticed that out of their profit margin? No. Yeah, exactly. What's a bit of plastic to them or whatever box arts are made out of? Who who buys who buys DVDs these days anyway? Who yeah, and especially the kinds of people that are buying Wreck It Ralph two, Wreck It Palooza more or whatever on <laughs> Yeah. On on DVD. They're not the kind of people that will actually know if it won best or what best animated feature even is, because it's like five year olds. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so, some five year olds just like, no, it didn't win. Take it back. Oh, no. <laughs> just some mom on the phone to Disney. You disappointed my son, and Disney's like, oh no. <laughs> Disney man. That being said, The Mandalorian's amazing. We'll talk about it in like a month or so when it's done. Uh, but yeah, so um, yeah, I guess we should maybe just jump straight into Spider Verse talks then. I uh. I was uh, trivia. No, we'll get to that. I'm just gonna Aww. set set the scene a little bit. Don't worry, trivia's coming, don't you worry. <laughs> we will get into the <laughs> trivia. If there's one if there's this is it's like I always say, Joe, every day, every morning when I wake up. If there's one guaranteed thing about talking shit, it's that from episode three onwards there's trivia. <laughs> episode one and two where we started. Exactly. Yeah. Episode one and two don't count. As, the, as I say every morning when I go to bed. Every morning when I go to bed. Let's move on. So basically, uh, I was lucky enough to see this film in cinemas. And by lucky enough, I just mean that Joe wasn't lucky enough. Uh, you know, it's not hard to go. I mean, it's hard to go to the cinema nowadays. But, on, you know, it's not really that hard to normally go to a cinema. But uh, I think that's probably why I have such a high opinion as like the internet does because seeing this film on a huge screen with massive surround sound booming it's something else man it's incredible like you know i still get goosebumps uh just at the visuals of this film seeing it on my small ass pc monitor or even just you know my regular kind of size tv um but i mean there's nothing like seeing it in the cinema it's amazing and you uh you weren't able to see it were you no but i do somewhat um agree with your thoughts because the first time i saw it with uh you and chris yes. it was just on my just on my monitor mm-hmm. 1080p monitor and then i watched it again on my nice big tv brag um bigger 4k 4k bigger, question mark 4k yes. but, marry me um and yeah well it was it was much better you i enjoyed it much more so. yeah and that was a pretty quick turn like didn't you watch it like the next day or something yeah, I'll watch it the next day. So, I mean, yeah. there's something in it that you were that inspired to see it again very quickly. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I think I'm always in a different mindset when I watch it, watch things alone versus... Well, yeah. I mean, it's like as well... It's like you were saying in the first episode of this, watching films with friends is just... It's automatically a good time because you're just dicking around and joking. But, obviously, 
it does kind of uh, clap different, as the kids would say. Uh, especially when it's such an amazing film with like really heavy themes and like you know a lot of stuff to actually delve into like, and like think about. Mm, yeah. I think it definitely benefits from solo viewings because I've I've seen this film maybe like three or four times or something, and two times with people, two times alone, and yeah, it's just it's amazing. Yeah, you only get that from good movies though. If you watch a bad movie by yourself, then <laughs> you just I want to kill yourself. Yeah, it unless it's so bad that it's hilarious, like a The Room or something. Like I've seen The Room. <laughs> I think I've you know. <laughs> oh mate, I think I've only seen the room by myself, which is kind of sad, but also it's very funny. Even just by myself, I have a good time laughing at how fucking stupid it is. <laughs> so, Spider Verse is written by uh, some of my favorite people working today, uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Who, uh, Joe? Do you know who they are? No. They wrote Twenty One Jump Street. My name Jeff. They wrote Twenty Two Jump Street. My name Jeff. They wrote the Lego Movie. My name not Jeff. They wrote the Lego Movie too. <laughs> yes, they wrote Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. I I like all of these films. They wrote Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs too. Oh, my name is Meatball. They wrote the Lego Ninjago Movie. Yes. <laughs> okay. They wrote the Lego Batman Movie. Ooh. And of course... The Lego Batman movie is actually... I haven't seen it. I've only heard amazing it's, things. It's... Fu- it's fu- I find it funny, man. No, Just... Oh, that's what I've heard, that it's genuinely funny. Yeah, like... like, it's dumb funny, but... Oh, yeah. You know, I'm not I'm, I'm not going to say I'm the most mature person, but I'm also not a... Um, no! A 10-year-old um, dribbling from the mouth. Joe, I don't know what you're talking about. You're very mature. I can't I've actually nev- be quite I've mature. Never... I've never heard you say poopy stinky but, literally every single day but it's since just lockdown more fun. started. It's just more fun to poopy stinky, man. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, That's the first uh, for the podcast, yeah. yeah. There's plenty more to come. And of course, they wrote Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Um, I am so lazy that I didn't bother to look which ones they directed as well, but I'm assuming... Isn't it all of them apart from Spider-Verse? Spider-Verse was directed by other people. I don't care because the writing is really where this film shines. Um, they they directed 21 Jump Street, right? I don't know. Okay. Uh, they also <laughs> did... I have no idea. <laughs> Wait, what, what do you think I am? The knowledge man? I'm poopy I stinky. I watch. <laughs> and, and then watch again I've... the next day. I think I've watched, yeah. I have watched 21 Jump Street. Well, I was hoping you'd have something to say about it, because I haven't seen either of the 22... Wait, 21 or 22 Jump Street movies. Um, isn't fat, Doesn't Fat Man make an appearance? Whoa, yeah. he'd lost Hill. some weight. He wasn't Moneyball size. <laughs> you know, Moneyball size is probably the closest Jonah Hill's come to looking like uh, Wilson Fisk in Spider-Verse. No. <laughs> box. box, man. <laughs> Le box. <laughs> Le box. Did you know that, um, we're jumping all over the place, I apologise, but did you know that, um, the guy who voices Wilson Fisk, what's his actual supervillain name? Sabretooth. No, no, no. <laughs> as in Wilson Fisk, what's his name? Oh, um. Kingpin? Kingpin, yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, he's voiced by the guy who does, <laughs> <laughs> he's, vo- he's voiced by. He's voiced by the guy who does Sabretooth in X-Men Origins Wolverine, the best X-Men film. 
Yes. I think the best decision they ever made was by making those claws CG instead of practical. Just looks so real. Really? No, I'm joking. My God, Um, who do you think I am? This is X Men we're on about. Yeah. I'm confused. (laughs) Have you seen X Men Origins Wolverine? Yes. You know the claws. His claws—they're like CG in that film. Every other film. Oh, that's what I was saying. They're—they're—they're actually CG. Yeah. That's retarded. Yeah, how how could you not tell? They look fucking awful. I don't remember, but that's so <laughs> I, dumb. I, To be honest, yeah, I'm surprised. Nobody can remember anything about that film. I, I remember the elevator bit. There's a lift Elef- scene? Yeah. Oh, don't they say, like, Ryan Reynolds, you talk so much. God, what if somebody sewed your mouth shut? Oh, oh yeah. And then, and when, and on... then they all wink at the camera. <laughs> yeah, and they're on the like nuclear power thing, aren't they? Oh yeah, some guy film? does a big flip over a gate or whatever, and well, it's really clearly sh- wire works. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so anyway, Spider Verse. <laughs> All right, fucking hell. Yeah, it's written by them. They uh, they're amazing writers, very funny guys. But as this film proves, they can they can also do some really cool and interesting themes and send out some positive vibes and positive messages for the kids. And that's all you want. That is all I want in a film. So yeah, that's all I want. You know what it's time for? What is it time for? It's not... Uh, okay, it's time for trivia! The audience screams. I was about to say, can you get excited for me? But that's good enough. I, I am clapping. So, here's the first bit of trivia I got for you. I said, by the way, folks, fo- by the way, folks at home, uh, I don't tell Joe the trivia before this so he gets live reactions. It's just like a reaction channel on YouTube. Oh. Kind of nothing, but, you know, it's a bit more exciting. Ah, get excited. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, basically, uh, if, you, um, if you pause the film anytime a train goes by, uh, Stan Lee is in almost every single train in the film. Oh, uh, that, that's more than one cameo. Is that is breaking the law. No, oh, I thought not necessarily. Like... I mean, he was dead at this point, so you oh, know, so he can't really. He can't, can't really. He object. can't really. You you can't sue someone if you're dead. True. One of uh, and also uh, a lot of the so next trivia trivia um number two. Number two, the uh, guys who did the animation, uh, they really wanted to imitate the imperfections of like uh, the offset printing uh, technique, which is obviously how comic books are printed or were printed, should I say? The dots. Yeah, the dots and like uh, how like it's not like frames aren't exactly like completely straight, a little bit of a tilt, um, stuff like that. Uh, which is really cool. Like, uh, there's a good point somebody made where it's like, if you pause Spider-Verse at any point, it literally is a comic book frame. Like, I don't think there's a single shot in this film that just doesn't look like a comic book, you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, I'm, doing, I'm doing that right now. Are you actually flicking through it? Yeah. Uh, everything looks comic book-y. It looks amazing. Completing the animation from the film required uh, up to 180 animators. 100 and... 180! <laughs> Um, this is the largest crew, largest crew, yeah, boy, uh, ever used by Sony Pictures Animation. That's right. They use more people on this film than the Emoji Movie. I don't know how, because Emoji damn. Movie is just as good, if not better. Devil I'm joking. Emoji. You know uh, the uh, famous bagel joke from the film? Famous, yes. 
I mean, famous by me because I won't stop talking about it anytime <laughs> I watch this film with anyone. Basically, for anyone who hasn't seen the film, there's a bit where uh, somebody, there's bad guys chasing the Spider-Men and they throw a bagel at one guy and in the background when it hits him, it goes, bagel! And a little line comes up saying bagel. That was uh, <laughs> that was a joke... Uh, um, that was a joke pitched by somebody behind the scenes. I don't know who. Um, that w- they were just joking about it, like, ah, imagine if it said bagel, and the animator thought they were being serious, so they put it in, <laughs> uh, and it ended up staying in the, you know, in the uh, in the film because it was very funny. We all liked it. Everyone um, liked that. They d- <laughs> everyone liked that. Uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, the two writing boys. Uh, they said that the goal of this film was to inspire young people to become heroes, inspire grown-ups to help them do it, and remind us all that you don't need to be bitten by a radioactive spider to do your part. You are powerful, and we are counting on you. Anyone Um, can wear the mask. Anyone can wear the mask. I'm sure we will get into this at the end of Spoiler Talks, but the message of this film is cool and positive, and yes, it's a bit cringe, but guys, COVID's going on, so fuck you, we want to be positive. Yo, being positive isn't cringe. Be, yeah, be, uh, yeah. Oh, excuse me. Being cringe is being negative. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yikes. Give your nan a hug. Um, cringe is a bit of an overused word. That's cringe, bro. What? <laughs> Fuck. You got me. <laughs> hey, it is. It is like you're um, being kind of cringe now, bro. Oh. Uh, it was Peter Ramsey's idea to hold off on the visual comic book language, like you know the word bubbles and the panels. Yeah. Uh, until Miles is bitten by the spider, which I think it's a little detail that until I read this, I didn't really even think about. But yeah, the film does kind of completely change. Like, obviously, the whole time it looks like a comic book. Yeah. Uh, but like the the word, uh, like the word bubbles especially don't pop up until he's like freaking out in his head. And it's just, yeah, I think it's just yeah. really cool, like uh, that they held yeah. off on that because it it gives more of a. You know, it really kind of defines the difference between non-Spider-Man Miles and Spider-Man Miles, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, di- I didn't really notice that specifically, but I think yeah, yeah. I did notice that they did. They definitely didn't go overboard on that whole thing. Because mm, yeah. it, it could have gotten really um, oh, yeah, it could have stale been way... very quickly. Yeah, they, they could have relied on it way too much and just... Because uh... yeah. obviously in a comic book, that's how you do exposition, and that's why superhero films like... That's why a lot of them struggle to, uh, you know, kind of capture capture the same essence without feeling too, like, you know, having scenes be expository dumps. Yeah. Uh, but this film, you know, has an excuse to do it. But I like that it didn't do it for... It didn't really do it for exposition. It just did... It did it a lot for comedy, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, imagine that, using the bubbles and that for exposition with, like, uh, with Miles breaking the fourth wall at the same time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it could have really... Uh, it was handled so... really well, yeah. Yeah, it it just becomes stale very quickly. If, if um, that did happen, yes, but it didn't. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, next trivia: to get rid of motion blur in the film, uh, the film was uh, mostly animated in uh, at twelve frames a second rather than the usual twenty four. So normal film and TV is shot at twenty four frames a second, which is why when you get a sixty frames per second TV and you watch. Uh, normal TV shows, it looks re- it looks like it's kind of fast forwarded because it's not meant to be in sixty frames and it's weird and I don't know why TVs do it, but hey, um, and yeah, so basically, because if you animate, if you do this style of mi- you know a mixture of hand drawn and uh, computer generated like imagery and all this shit, 
Uh, if you put that all together and try to make it look like a comic book and put it in 24 frames a second, you would get motion blurring and it like, you know, it would start looking too, not real, but it would start looking too computer generated, you know what I mean? Rather than hand drawn, which is what they're going for. So it's 12 frames per second, you said? Mostly. Like, there are yeah. different parts of it. Because, like, one of the key scenes um, that I told you about is the when uh, Peter B. Parker is teaching Miles how to swing. Yeah. And uh, there's a big thing in that where uh, he's very, you know, he's 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 trained. He knows how to swing. So he's swinging at 24 frames a second. And Miles is moving at 12 because he doesn't know, but, uh, you know, how to swing. And then as Peter teaches him and he starts moving at the same pace as him, Miles turns to 24 frames a second as well. So they, it's like, a, it's like. Even even the frame rate of the character's movement plays into the character growth. It's really like it's yeah. really something special. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I guess, uh, I guess I that wrote... make it easier for the animators as well, having a lower frame per second. Yeah, you have. Yeah, you have to draw less. Yeah, those 180 animators had to draw slightly less. <laughs> Uh, uh, this is a bit of trivia that I actually put in because I couldn't see it anywhere, but I noticed it when we were watching. When um, when Miles goes to his uncle's apartment uh, for the first time, the TV in the background is uh, that episode of Community where Donald Glover is in the Spider-Man outfit, which was a jab at how he almost uh, was cast as Miles Morales in uh, The Amazing Spider-Man. And then they went a different direction. Which I think is really cool that they even bother. It's just in the background. Like, you wouldn't even see it if you weren't paying attention. You know what I mean? Yeah, smallest thing. Yeah, it's really cool. It just flashes out the world. The final thing, this is actually news to me. So when Peter B. Parker uh, comes into Mars's universe, you know how he lands in Times Square and he's looking around like, what the hell? Yep. There's a billboard on uh, one of the electronic billboards in Times Square. It's showing a poster for From Dust Till Sean. Which apparently oh, yeah, is I, the... I, I saw that. Yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah, it's the it's the it's it was the sequel that there was going to be to Shaun of the Dead. So apparently, so this is like a thing of like in Mars's dimension that sequel was made. That's so yeah. cool. Like it's just such a little thing. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah, I actually I actually was pausing and unpausing the film during that, and I also saw a film called Hold Your Horses. Yes, which is um. It was Seth Rogen on a horse. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. With the slogan "Riding High in the Saddle." So there's a the actual film that was made is titled something slightly different or something. I think I saw something about that. Yeah. But yeah, it's really just all these little things are uh, really cool. So Easter um, eggs, if you will. Easter eggs, if you will. So uh, that's trivia. I know you all loved it, and I know everything after trivia will be a disappointment because it's no longer trivia. But I'm sorry, uh... guys. I know. I'm sorry, but we must move on to our non-spoiler thoughts. Uh, so Joe. Hello. With no spoilers, what happens in this movie? Uh, Miles Morales. He is, is a boy. A boy. Yes. He. Well, I mean that's not really a spoiler, is it? What that he's a boy? No, that he gets bit. Oh yeah, we know he becomes Spider-Man. Okay. Okay. <laughs> he gets bit. He turns into Spider-Man. He doesn't yes. know what's going on. Then he mm. gets some help. From. from some of the boys <laughs> and the girls yeah and um right you're shit at this so mars morales 
is a boy who lives in Brooklyn. His dad is a police officer. Uh, his mom is a nurse, and he like goes to a school in the hood, and he's very hip. He does graffiti, like amazing graffiti. He's a really cool artist, and he's an all-round liked guy. And then he wins some bingo smart quiz or whatever. <laughs> it's very weird. Bingo, yeah. <laughs> That's how, that's how you get into Cambridge and Oxford, ladies and gents. You win a round of bingo. You win a round of smarty bingo. Uh, so anyway, he ends up going to this uh, school for smart boys. Um, and he doesn't really fit in. So he tries to run away from it. And in running away from it, he gets bitten by the radioactive spider that also bit the Spider-Man that's already in his universe. And then the universes all collide thanks to a particle accelerator thing that um the bad guy kingpin is trying to use for reasons that we can't get into because non-spoilers uh and this leads to a bunch of spider people from different universes all training miles how to become spider-man and uh he must learn from them but also learn how to be spider-man in his own way and he learns that his individuality is more important than being like everyone else and in the end Will it save the day? Question mark. Probably. Was that good? That that's probably okay. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Wow. Well, I've never heard Joe so elated. So I mean, I'll, yeah, it must have been good. Uh, so yeah, what did you what did you think? Non spoilers. I mean, we've already said we love it. Non spoilers. Yeah. Um, good soundtrack. Good core message. Mm-hmm. Good good animation. Good very good, good animation. Good good graphics. Mm. Um, and good ending. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's oh, a really spoilers. cool ending. No, you know that's good. <laughs> yeah, people really wanted to go into this. Go, damn it! I wanted to think it could have been bad. <laughs> now I gotta put spoilers from the very start because we said it was good. <laughs> so yeah, I think this film's amazing. I think it's very um what's the word i'm looking for it's very accessible for both kids and adults it's one of it's like a it's like an adventure time or a star wars clone wars like it does a really good job of being have you watched adventure time have i seen it yeah i'm not a big watcher but i've seen enough to know that it's really cool i do kind of wish that i watch i will get around to watching more eventually but uh i am suspicious why do you think i've never seen an episode do you think i'm a big fat liar that's what I thought you would do. I've seen an episode. Okay. I've seen like three I believe episodes. You. I've seen three episodes and they were pretty okay. Okay. That's Jake is a boy and he has a dog. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there's, a, there's a talking Game Boy. Princess Bubblegum. Right. Now that I've finished being off trial, uh, I just think like those uh, shows, it does a really good job of like, it's adult enough that, you know, you can enjoy it as well, an adult, and, like, you can follow along to some of the more adult themes and stuff, but it's not so overly like that that kids who are dumb and stupid can't have a really good time and get a really fun, visually engaging superhero film out of it. But also, even the message for the kids, like, the message of the film overall is just, you know, it's a really positive message for both adults and kids that, you know, we can both understand and follow along, and it's, yeah, it's just very accessible. Anything else you want to say non-spoilers, or are we going to jump straight into spoilers? Jump. Wow, we're officially jumping. Uh, Hang on, hang on. Are you ready for a really cool transition? Oh, I shouldn't talk myself up. (laughs) Okay, here we go. So we're jumping 
Spoilers. Three, uh, two, one. Just like Miles jumped between uh, two buildings. Uh, hey When did you do that? Um, when, you know, in what's the, up, in danger? Best, in the best scene of the film. What's up, danger? <laughs> yeah, man. Because remember earlier in the film, he's like... Um, He's like, oh, I go to be Spider-Man and jump off of a tall thing because that's what he did in a comic book. Yes, and, and then he, he, did, he and then he 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 went up the the big building and then he came down the big building then he went up a smaller one. <laughs> funny, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, you know, it is funny, but um, yeah. So spoilers. Um, Wilson Fisk is a big old boss box, isn't he? Yes. He's a he's a big old box. Pretty much any time he's he's speaking by himself uh, and the camera's solely on him, <laughs> his whole body takes up the entire screen <laughs> because of his immensity. It would, that would have been the easiest thing to animate, just a black suit taking up the whole screen. With a, a white circle. He's just... He's so huge. It's... it's but it's a stylized world, so it works. You know, it's funny, but it works. He's he's overtraining shoulders for sure, <laughs> because his oh, shoulders wearing, shoulder go pads. above his head. <laughs> oh yeah, they do. <laughs> it's like it's like this is why we're saying he's a box because he is like he is just a cuboid, and mm. his face is in the middle. <laughs> yeah, he's Wilson got like Fisk. a he's got like a big old hunchback as well, doesn't he? Yeah, but, but the hunch doesn't watch. stick out. Maybe that's just purely shoulder. Yeah, yeah. Maybe his shoulders are both so big that they branched out to the top of his back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that that's how that's how he kills kills um Spider Man the original Spider Man and then nearly kills Miles with his almighty ape <laughs> his ape swing his, his almighty ape uh, punches. Yeah, so yeah, let, let's. Finisher. Yeah, let's talk about that. So, um, pretty early on in this film, Spider-Man dies. Mm. We start the film. film <laughs> we start the film with uh, yeah, everybody. Somebody, the curtains close on the screening. Somebody walks in and goes, "Well, folks, uh, it's done. <laughs> bye, go home." Like kids are crying and they're like, "Sharp!" <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Shut I busted out. I, <laughs> I busted out my Harvey Dent impression. Shut up! <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Shut up! No, you shut up. <laughs> if there were, you know, two face, so he's got like, you know, he's talking to one side of his face and the other. They're both shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be fun to edit. Um, so yeah, like that's one of the, that's what I meant. One of the things of like balancing tone and shit. Like, you know, it's got you know kiddie themes and kiddie jokes in it. And look at the Spider Man, yeah. But but like. You know, Spider-Man dies like at the start of the film. That's what sets yeah. things going. Like the it doesn't Parker treat from Miles's universe. It's it's almost like the intros. Like you know, it's like hey, fun Spider-Man. I've been Spider-Man for a while. And Miles Morales, he's a quirky kid and he's struggling at school. Yay! Haha. <laughs> he's bitten by the spider. Well, what's going on? He's out. Oh, he's outside the building, sticking to the side of the building. This is really fun and cool. And then bang! Ape Man kills Spider Man, yes. and suddenly they're just like they're just slapping kids in the audience. They sent you regular Spider Man, pussy. <laughs> yeah, and um, the the Peter Parker from the Mars's um, universe world is mm. is painted to be this this pretty much the perfect Spider Man. Like you know, he, yeah, he's, he's, in his, he's in his prime. He he isn't. Yeah, him and MJ are like happily married. Yeah, he's perfect Spider Man. Perfect Spider and, Boy. Um, he's saving the day. You know expectations 
are thrust upon Miles. Yeah, because there's a big thing about how he constantly mentions at the start and also when Miles finds him and he's really hurt, there's this line of like, I always get back up. And then Miles physically watches him, you know, he doesn't get back up. He like, he dies. Um, And that plays into the end of the film when Miles is hit by Fisk and uh, he just is, you know, he has no willpower to get back up until his dad, like he's shouting. um, His dad doesn't know he's Spider-Man, but he's just in the same building He's yeah. shouting and he's like, "Get up, Spider-Man! Get up!" And it's this really cool moment where he gets back up and like, it's you know, it's 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 full circle. <laughs> mm. You know, yeah. it's simple storytelling, but it works. Yeah, I mean, on about expectations. If if I if I were to do like any kind of serious analysis on this film, mm-hmm. then I I would I would probably use expectations a lot. And that that would be on the thumbnail. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I was mean, gonna say because you it, you made a lot of notes, didn't you? Yeah, on my on my second view, and I just made yeah, some yeah, notes. yeah. Sorry, I'll let I'll let you talk. Yeah, because that's interesting. I didn't even think about that. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, it's kind of obvious to say, but um, yeah, in Mars's um art art piece that he he spray paints, it the it, the the word is expectations, with him in the middle of it. And it's like a silhouette, isn't it? Yeah, that's his that's his um art, um art piece, and I, I'm I mean I think ex you know Miles is thrust these expectations onto himself by Spider Man mm. who died, his his dad, and then also the the Spider Men who come, and, yeah yeah yeah, and woman who come from the different universes, mm. um, and pretty much the. I think that that's when the film completely turns, though. When um, I don't know if we're jumping a, a bit. Yeah, yeah, ahead. just jump about. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, um, but when um, what's up, danger? Miles. Yeah, well, kind of before that, when okay. Miles, um, when Miles is tied up in his oh, chair, yeah. in his in his um in his flat, and his dad comes round. Um, his dad knows he's there because there's a shadow under the door. Yeah, but he but can't he speak can't, because he can't speak or say anything because he's tied up. Yeah, 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 yeah. And his his dad um, comes to him. Miles says nothing, but his dad kind of has this bit of a monologue saying mm. like he 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 kind of forgives Miles in a way and doesn't want to pressure him to do all this like yeah. be good at school and he wants him to be happy. Yeah, he's he's, he's sorry he's kind that of... he pushed all these expectations onto him and like Yeah, he's he's removing he's removing his expectations from Miles and then I feel like I feel like that's that's probably the That's the I mean, thi- that's the... the that's the motivation he needs to finally become Spider-Man. Yeah, and live up to the expectations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that put yeah. onto him by Spider um the, the spider gang you know that that is better than i could have ever put that yeah that's really made me kind of you know i like i probably would have rambled a lot more and tr- eventually got around to the point but no you're right because at the start of the film there's this big thing of like his dad's giving him a lift to work uh in mm. the back of a station wagon yeah. station wagon what the fuck am i talking about in the back of a police car um yeah i think i was thinking paddy wagon because that's what they call them in america um yeah. but yes yeah, so He's giving him a lift in the back of the paddy wagon. And uh, and Miles is trying to say, like, you know, I don't fit in with this smart crowd. Like, 
you know, I don't, I don't feel like I belong here. What was wrong with me being me at the school where I got on with everybody, with my people, yeah. as he says? Um, and he's, and he's saying like, no, like you know, you, you, you did well on tests. You're smart. That means you need to be with the smart people. Like you know, yeah. and Mars is saying, but I just. Like, you know, this is ridiculous. Like, I, don't I have a choice? And his dad shouts and like, no, you don't have a choice. Mm. And it's like this big thing of like, yeah, you're right. That's kind of the the start of like, you don't have a choice. You're going to this school. I expect you to do well. And then he's struggling in school. And then the teacher, he tries to drop out. And the teacher's like, I'm going to assign you a personal essay. And the essay is called Great Expectations. She's like, what do you... What do you oh, want to yeah. be? What kind of person do you want to be? And that kind of sets into motion, yeah, the th- the film, the theme of the film. And then after Miles hits rock bottom, after his uncle dies, because may not necessarily just because he wasn't, you know, he wasn't powerful as Spider Man, but mainly because he wasn't, you know, he wasn't, uh, he wasn't himself enough to, he wasn't confident enough in himself to, you know, try and actually reach out and save his uncle and like, you know. Um, you yeah. know, he was like isolating himself from everyone because he's dr- like he's failing school. He doesn't want to talk to his parents because of the expectations. Yeah. And then you, it's like you say with the um, with the whole thing with the uh, uh, when he's tied up and you know he's giving him the monologue. That's like the final moment where he realizes that his parents are behind him and they're like, you know, what it, he says, whatever you do, you'll be great. And that's when he yeah. finally decides to not be like any of the other spider people who are trying to tell him how to be, not be like how the school wants him to be, and yeah. not be how his parents want him to be. He finally decides, I'm going to be me. He spray paints one of the Spider-Man suits, and we have the best scene in the entire film, the what's up, yeah. danger uh, moment, where he finally becomes Spider-Man. Like, he becomes Miles Morales, like Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah, I think everything after when he he burst out of the chair, and like that, and then up until and during that whole what's what's up danger what's scene, up danger um is like that's just the ult- it's just the ultimate high of the it's perfect the yeah film. that was the very first shot we ever saw from a trailer ages ago where he's like upside down falling through the New York yeah. skyline. Yeah, and I remember see I remember seeing that trailer and thinking this looks intriguing, but I still don't you know quite know what this is about. And then finally seeing that scene in motion, like he's like it's a really cool visual metaphor as well. Like he's like he's like jumps off, and it's like they say because it's yep. you know it's a line of you know you don't know when you're ready. It's a leap of faith, and he finally yep. takes that leap, and he's falling and falling and falling, and just before. You know, just before he hits the ground, the webs reach the top and he bounces back. Yeah. And it's just a, you know what I mean? It's like a huge metaphor for the what's happened in the film leading up to this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so cool. Uh, you know, w- once I started, like, hooking onto this whole expectations thing, like, I just noticed so many other things. Yeah. Um, Like, for instance, when, when he um, takes, takes his uncle um, to the alleyway whilst he's dying, mm. his uncle says to him, I, I wanted you to look up to me which is like kind of it's not really miles is um expectations a, yeah like what he has to live up to but it's what it's what the uncle has to live up to as yeah as an uncle and that's i don't know i feel like that thing it's like another it's another thing that's trying to tell him or think that this is what he should be or how he should act 
Yeah. Also, I mean, if you're um, if you, you know, if you want to go deep into this expectations thing, you know, when he throws his book out of the window in, in yeah, his yeah. room, I'm pretty sure that is his his notebook. Um, yeah, yeah, where, where he I first had sketched expect- out the expectation design. Yeah, it had expectations on it or whatever. And he throws it out the window and it gets thrown back at yeah, him. Yeah. His expectations get thrown back at him. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, and then the spider gang comes and it's like... See, oh. I, I interpreted that as like... I interpreted that as like it's in the school and like, you know, where he first did the design. So like it's the expectations of the school. And then he throws yeah. it out because he's sick of that. And then the Spider-Men throw it back in. And it's, I, th- I felt like it was kind of a setup for, like, you know, the Spider-Men's expectations also, you know, messing up with him. Yeah, yeah. Like him thinking mm-hmm. it him thinking it was going to free him, but it just, you know, comes back and smacks him in the face. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I think there's a lot. Like, I don't think either of us are, you know, there's, you know, there's a bunch of ways to interpret a bunch of stuff yeah. in this film. And I think, I think that's the beauty of it. Like... I think Nicolas Cage was in an interview and he said, like, one of the things that really, even though he's only a minor role in this, yeah. like, I, I do. He's probably my favorite. Um, other yeah, you got very there. excited when he came on, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, it, he it, plays a. Funny, for man. anyone who doesn't know, he plays Spider-Man Noir, who is a 1930s <laughs> or 1940s, whatever is, uh, private detective who has yeah. Spider-Man's powers. And he's like hunting down Nazis and stuff, but his comics are all in black and white. So when he goes to the regular universe and it's coloured, he can't see any of it. So he gets fascinated with like a Rubik's yeah. cube. Yeah, he, he has some really good just one-liners. Like, yeah, <laughs> I wrote one down. It's like he says, "Sometimes I'll let matches burn down to my fingertips just to feel something, <laughs> <laughs> anything at all." Yeah, I love. Uh, there's like a there's like a bit where they're all kind of it's again it's the expectations thing. They're all like harassing Miles, saying, "Okay, you think you're ready? Can you do this? Can you fight off this many guys with this? Can you can you yeah. do this? Can you do this?" And it's that thing again of them saying, "Get up, Miles! Come on, get up!" Every time they knock him down. Mm-hmm. Uh, which obviously plays into the theme, but there's a really cool, uh, funny uh, line where like they're all saying like practical things, like you know, can you fight? Are you you know, can you rewire a mainframe and blah blah blah? Um, yeah. You know, can you get back up every time? And he just says uh, something about like, can you deal with the moral ambiguity of your actions? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wasn't wasn't that um, spider? Was that Peter Parker? Peter B. Parker that said that one? No, no, that's Spider-Man Noir. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 that's what I mean. Yeah, it's a funny yeah. Nicolas Cage line. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's what yeah. I... So, like, yeah, what I was saying, like, there's... It's really cool that you can just... you If you want to, like, this film is very versatile, like... I know I... Yeah, it's very versatile, because, like, you can just sit back and enjoy it as a comic book flick and just, like, you know... If you're just in the mood for a comic book flick or a superhero film just to have fun with and, like, feel good, you can, if you have kids, you can watch it with kids. It's something for you to both enjoy and just, you know, you can just, they'll just love it and, like, you know, there's a cool message in there for them. But then also there's a lot of small details, like, not just visual stuff that's really cool, but there's a bunch of small things that they put in there that can be interpreted and, like, a bunch of different themes that are just... Like, I mean, we aren't even hitting all of them, you know what I mean? Like, there's so yeah. many video essays on this that I highly recommend people check out uh, that all say completely different things. Like, I saw the other day there was a 10-minute video on just the pr- the character of the Prowler and what he means to the story. Oh, yeah. And, like, I, you know, I love the there's Prowler's a bunch music of stuff. Oh, yeah, the really cool, like, eerie sound it's, that he has. It's, it's like an alarm. 
Yeah. It sounds, it sounds like the Star Wars, like, docking, like, I, I can't do it. But Yeah, yeah I, I know what you mean. Good. It sounds like it sounds like when, like, yeah, ship's docking with it. It's like... Yeah, but it's, 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 so, it's so loud. and Yeah, it's really it, cool. It, it kind of... Not gonna lie, it kind of scares me. <laughs> maybe that's the effect it's uh, yeah. getting for there. All of the all of the music in this and all of the audio and how it intertwines is really well done and just really cool. When, it's just um, a blast, man! It's an absolute blast. Yeah, uh, another Nicolas Cage line, by the way, is oh god, you hard-boiled turtle slapper. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. That we, means. I guess we should. I guess we but, should yeah. talk about. Um, no, you know, we'll do that in a minute. Let's just finish talking off about this expectations thing because it's really cool. Um, did you notice, is there any way that it plays into the main villain? The main villain. Like the way, because obviously it plays into the Prowler, as you said. I, yeah. I have an idea on this, so you don't, you know, I, you don't, if you don't know, that's fine. But like, how do you, how do you think, do you have an interpretation of how it plays into Wilson Fisk? I mean, my interpretation of Wilson Fisk is Box that. Boxman. If yeah, Blair Box um, <laughs> is that he he just hasn't he, like he hasn't changed and that and that's for the worst. Whereas mm. Miles has has changed and adapted and that's mm. for the best because in one of the you know kind of the the final fight scene climax of of the movie mm. he um really visually this, cool scene yeah yeah this um. This particle accelerator, dimensional warping like, thing is going yeah, off. Because, because, well, th- the whole point of it is Wilson Fisk wants to get his da- daughter and. Uh, oh no, no, no! That's not his daughter. No, it's not his daughter. Oh, is it not? So that's Vanessa. Have you, you've seen Daredevil, right? Um, yeah, but that's uh, Vanessa. You know the girl, the woman that he loves. Oh yeah. So well, he might as well this... be his daughter. Well, no. Why not? <laughs> because he's fucking her. They have a kid together. That's who the boy is. <laughs> oh, oh! I thought he was a girl. No, well, I said oh, daughter oh, and kid. wife. I said daughter and wife. So oh, then... okay. Well, that's less creepy. No, yeah, no, it was no, a, it was a boy. On, yeah. <laughs> Basically, he lost. He lost his. No, no, sorry. He. Um. They found out. They thought he was just an upstanding member of society, and they found out that he yeah. beats up Spider-Man in his spare time. So they left in a hurry because, you know, yeah. they're shocked. And uh, they get hit by a car, and both of them die. So he's using this dimension-bending machine to try and mm. bring them in from another universe so he can have them back. Yeah. And and that this is the Spider-Man that died at the end of... At the start of the movie, sorry. That, yeah. that they originally saw him beating up. Yeah, and then yeah. it comes to the end of the movie... They're going through dimensions, and they must see like a glimmer or like a shadow, or you know, a, a glimpse into this dimension, and they see him beating up Miles, basically in, in in the same position, beating up Spider Man, and he yeah, hasn't yeah. changed, and that is his downfall because that's really they, interesting. They, they, yeah. they don't they don't want to. Um... Could you say that that means that is that trying to say that no matter. Like, it's his flaw, no matter what the universe, no matter what he tries to manipulate and change, his true colours will always come out. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah, that's really he, cool. Yeah, he hasn't changed. My See, my interpretation of it is kind of similar to that. I always interpret it as, again, following on with the expectations thing, that for me it's that they expect him to act a certain way in terms of, you know, an upstanding member of society. Yeah. 
And when those expectations aren't met and uh, broken and, you know, they find out what he really is, they that's what leads to their death. And, like, so that's another way it plays into expectation. And another thing is that he just expects the, you know, getting them from another universe and just bringing them in. Like, it, it's a thing of, like, P, the Spider-Men who come in, and women, who come in from different universes, their particles don't belong in that universe. So the idea is that they have to go home, otherwise they'll die eventually. Yeah. And I think that's a really cool idea of, like, you know, he just expects that they'll, like, they'll do whatever, they'll love him either way because, you know, he's bringing them in and whatever. Like, even though it's literally going to kill them, he just doesn't, he's like, his expectation is just that they will just, you know, they'll accept it, whatever, because they get to be with him. Like, he thinks he's so great. And yeah. it's kind of this, like, he gets, you know, beaten down and, you know, he, his he's true being colors. selfish. Yeah, he's being a selfish little bitch. Little bitch. Little well, bitch selfish, box man. Selfish big bitch. Big Ooh. box man. He's so big and boxy. So, I realized that we didn't really talk a lot about the Spider-Men of Spider-Verse. Yeah, Spider-Gang. So, the gang so we're gonna we're gonna finish this uh this has been very rambly but uh yeah. we i don't know about you i've had a very long week so i apologize if this isn't structured that great but also you know it's talking shit what do you want you know <laughs> it's called come talking on sh- guys it's, come on it's called talking shit what did you expect a fucking formal essay so yeah, what i think yeah. might be fun to end this and might fill in those gaps of our opinions on the different spider people. Let's play a little game of what I like to call ranking those spider people. I don't know why I chose the Brooklyn Nine-Nine theme music, but I did. So here's our Spider-Man in the running. We have Miles Morales, Peter Parker, Peter B. Parker. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. Spider Gwen, uh, Spider Man Noir, Penny Parker, and uh, Peter Porker, right? Yeah. That's all of them. Or Spider Ham. Spider Ham, yeah. If you will. So that's all. So we have seven Spider Men in this film. Hmm. Yeah, seven, that's right, yeah. It's ranking time. I don't like Anime Girl. Yeah, I think she's there. Should we do it as one? Should we both. Yeah. Let's put it together as one. So, bottom yeah. is definitely anime girl. Nothing yeah. against, you know, it's a it's it's, it's a cool it's little fine. addition. It's fine, but I just have a problem that the way they explain her, like she's telepathically linked with a spider. <laughs> yeah. But but it, like it's it's supposedly one of these special spiders, but she's also just in a suit. Like, why does she need this spider to control the suit? It's it's a weird like. It's just it's she might as well just be Iron Man. <laughs> yeah, that is a good point. Like, what's what makes her Spider Man? Yeah, but again, a she's not a weeb. <laughs> spider weeb is a great name. Um, again, she's not a main character though, so it really doesn't like you know. Yeah, there's, she's there's, a side character at the yeah, very end. There's, so... there's Peter Porker noir oh! and, and anime girl Wait. who are kind of side like they're they're lesser. There's a, there's another Spider-Man in this film. Oh wait, there's the two end. more Spider-Man in this film. Yeah, Spider-Man, whatever the future one's called, like twenty Spider-Man oh, 2035 or some out, shit like that. Out. Really? And you don't want to put in 1960s cartoon Spider-Man oh, pointing at each other? <laughs> they 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 get the um, honorable they get mentions. to be on this list. This 
This fabled list. <laughs> this legendary list. This is going to uh, replace the Declaration of Independence one day. Our, our listing of the spider people. Ah. Uh. Let's have, all right, they're honourable mentions, so quick shout out. Right, yeah. If for some reason you've seen this film and not seen the end credit scene, it is legitimately the funniest end credit scene of all time <laughs> in any superhero film. It's, it's still funny. If me. you haven't seen it, we're not going to spoil it here, but seriously, watch it. And to those people who have seen it, memes, am I right? <laughs> am I right? <laughs> memes! So, yeah, so, honourable mentions, the two Spider-Men at the end. Uh, Penny Parker, number seven. Who's number six? I would say mm. Porker. No. Yeah, man. Really? I, I love know it's John funny. He's a, he's a pig, man. <laughs> he's bitten by a radioactive pig. See, I don't want to put the original Peter Parker in like too too high up because he doesn't. But he's a good really, guy. He's you he's, know. Yeah, and he's he's dead, but he's a good guy. <laughs> yeah, oh, but I'll put Peter Parker. In. Fine, we'll put him in. I guess next we'd say original Spider-Man Peter Parker. Yeah. Voiced by sexy man uh, Chris Pine. Chris O. I mean, he's the least sexy of all the Chris's, but when I, I, I'm saying that, like, you know, he's the least sexy. He's not, like, the most unattractive. He's the least sexy. He's still a sexy boy. Yeah. I'm glad that's going to be on my gravestone. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> so, number seven, Penny Parker. Number six, Peter Porker. Uh, number five, uh, original Peter Parker. I would say next would be... Gwen. No! Actually, Noir. Noir, Noir come on, man. Yeah, you, you, yeah, you ha- oh, I forgot about it. Spider-Gwen's the, the, awesome. The, 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 lines really are cool. co- the lines are cool, but um, the they lines can't are funny. Yeah, exactly. Uh, next is definitely Spider-Gwen. She is... Yeah. She's really cool. I like her. Who's the... Who voices her? She's really cool. Spider-Gwen. Um, I'm Googling it. What's her name? Fucking god damn it. Oh, Google, you're not helping me. Who plays Spider-Gwen? I looked this up earlier. She was in... Um... Dove Cameron? No. It's not you. Hayley Steinfeld, that's it. I love Hayley Steinfeld. She's really she cool. She dated Bumblebee. Horan from One Direction, I remember. She, she did what? Yeah, don't know. Which one did she date? The Irish one that is blonde. Oh, I think. no. Yeah, anyway. She's cool. She's a really cool actress. Yes. She's been in some great stuff. Yeah, she voices Spider-Gwen. Uh, I find her backstory really interesting. Like, it's a really cool kind of, you know, different... Uh, it's like Miles's, you know, a different take on uh, Spider-Man Origins. Uh, she's really cool. Uh, and I'm glad at the end that her and Miles are just friends and there's no romance there because it's more realistic. It doesn't feel as cheesy. Uh, yeah, and it just works really cool. Mm-hmm. So I guess now it's down to the last two. Uh, This is difficult for me because I love Jake Johnson who voices Peter B. Parker. He's a very funny guy. Uh, His lines are really funny. Like, I love when, uh, you know, his backstory when they're going through it and he's like, me and MJ got a divorce. He's like, handled (laughs) it like a champ but he's just crying (laughs) in the shower. Yeah. He's got some really funny lines and like, I love that when they're infiltrating the facility and he like, you know, Miles is just taking the whole PC because he can't, you know, he can't get through the all the desktop icons to find the information yeah. he needs. And he's like, good news, we don't need the monitor. <laughs> and he just chucks it out. Like it's, yeah, that's uh, good. 
But I feel like he does have to be second because, I mean... Yeah, the main character man. Yeah, he kind of has to be, you know. No, nah, uh, I'm going to say Peter B. Parker is number one, actually. You know what? I'm Fuck with it. you, Peter Parker. He's so cool. Like, he's not the main character. He doesn't help. But, you know, he helps. He helps. Uh, I just Miles enjoy... So and it's nice. And he's... Don't funny. get me wrong. Mars Morales is, you know, he's the main character and he's really awesome. But, and like, you know... You know, he's still second. There's, there's seven spider people. We put him... You know what I mean? But I think Peter B. Parker is just really funny. I just find all his lines. The performance is really good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's let's also talk about Miles. Uh, Miles is great. Um, the actor... Uh, what is his name? Help. <laughs> I'm, God, I'm just not prepared, am I? Uh-oh. Who plays Miles? Someone help. Uh, uh, Shamik Moore, who, what, has he been in other things? He's been in other things, I just haven't seen them. Uh, Shamik Moore is really, really good as Miles, like, uh, the performance is really charming, you really get the sense that he's this really kind of innocent kid, he never gets annoying, um, he goes through a great, uh, arc that is just, yeah, uh, but I think yeah, I'm putting Peter B. Parker first with you because he's really cool. So, the official list of uh, Spider-People who are cool that will eventually replace the Declaration of Independence. Honorable mentions, the two Spider-Men at the end. Number seven, Penny Parker. Uh, number six, uh, Peter Porker, Spider-Ham. Number five, that's how counting works. Uh, original Spider-Man, Peter Parker. Uh, number four, Spider-Man Noir. Uh... Number three, Spider-Gwen. Number two, Miles Morales. And number one, Peter B. Parker, you chubby, chunky boy. Mm. Do you think that's... Maybe he would have... Maybe him and Wilson Fisk could have been friends in another world. Because, you know, like, when someone's let themselves go just a little bit, they, like, they need to have a really fat friend so they don't look as bad. Yeah. It's like, that's why I need a friend who's smaller than me. Because then, like, if I can be the middle guy, I'm okay with that. You know, because yeah. you, you, what, well, my friends, like, you and Brad are, like, six foot whatever. Two. <laughs> or three. One of you's one of those, and the other's the well, other. Brad says six foot three, but I don't believe him. Oh, we should definitely uh, test that next time, whenever he's back. And we are, so, I think we are the same height. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, um, that has been our ramblings on Spider-Verse. I'm sorry if this week... Seemed a little bit disjointed, but we are very tired. A little boys. bit bruh. We are a little bit bruh, but do watch this film if you haven't seen it. It's uh, it's great. Uh, it is great. Any anything else you want to say? Uh, 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 it sounds like a door slowly opening. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we'll just wrap it up here. <laughs> <laughs> I thought there was like things, a lot of multiple things I wanted to say, but the only thing that I said is the 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 spider that bites Miles is glitched. Yes, like it glitches out. So where the hell is that from? And this this doesn't necessarily have to go in, but I'm just genuinely just. I, I actually don't know. I feel I think that's just an effect. It glitches like how the rest of I don't know. I think that is just an effect, to be honest. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Oh. Yes. Okay. Oh, you you can include this bit in. Oh, okay. In in, in a sec. One last seamless thing. transition. Oh, yes. <laughs> One last <laughs> thing that I 
I would like to say is yes. I think the movie as a whole it moves mm. it moves very well and it's yep. it's very it, it's it's fast but mm. not too fast mm. and one one sequence where I thought thought about this is mm. when on on his first day at school yes where he goes through all the classes oh yeah but like you know you could imagine you could imagine the sequence where he's he's i don't know he's in his classes and the, he you know they just spend too much time but he kind of just they they go through all of his classes and what's going on in the school could you in, um in like could 10 you, seconds could you imagine taking too much time to come up with something like that would be imagine just taking a ton of time thinking that you had something interesting to say about spider-verse at the end but in the end, it turned out it was shit. Uh... <laughs> Imagine. I don't think that's that's ever happened. I don't think it has ever happened. No. This is gonna be really fun to edit later. Like this, this is the worst outro we've ever done in our lives. You, no, you'll just have to like cut that chunk of time where I was. <laughs> uh, uh... Well, um... I think we can end. I think we can end here. You just know, like goodbye. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, fuck it up. All right. Thank you, uh, people, for listening. Uh, you can listen to the rest of this show on Spotify, which, you know, is probably where you're listening to this now. The rest of the show. <laughs> well, not, not the rest of this. The show is called Talking Shit. It's a show. It's Talking Shit. It's a show. It's a where show. We talk shit. We talk shit. It's a and show. So, I'm yes, Joe. Joe. Yes. You're Dan. Yes, but what I'm saying we've is. We've been talking you can about Spider Verse. You can Thank see you the rest of everybody. the show somewhere else. And by somewhere else, I mean you can re- listen to the rest of it here. And by the rest of it, I mean other episodes. God. Ooh. Get off my back, Dad. You can also listen to this show on YouTube at Let's. That's my channel name at Let's Talk About Some Shit. You can try Googling it. Why would you Google YouTube? You can try searching for it. You probably won't find it because we have six subscribers. Woo! Um, but there's some cool stuff on there, mainly these podcasts, but there's some other little tidbits on there that you could check out. Dan did uh, an Umbrella Academy um, are we just gonna talk- this video. I did. Are we going to talk Ooh. about that every week? Yep. I did, a, I did a recent video where I did some highlight. I did a little highlight video from episode two, uh, which is kind of, you know, it's seven minutes or so, just funny moments put to some amusing imagery. Uh, and a bunch of bots commented on it, uh, saying, like, to message them for a good sexy time. Message me for sexy time, Dan. <laughs> Wait, how do they know my name? Oh, wait, oh, I say just, it in the video. <laughs> no, I'm just requesting you. <laughs> okay, well, I know what I'm going to be doing tonight. <laughs> All right, I've been Dan. Oh, I'm, oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's me. What's your name, bitch? <laughs> People people don't uh, have memories. We have to establish I'm this. Joe. You are Joe. Thank yes, I know guys. we both said this at the top of the video, but people have no memory. That's why we have to say it every week at the start and at the end. Yes. It's a rule of talking shit. It's been established. <laughs> <laughs> if if anybody tries to say this isn't the best show in the world, they'd be right. But I, I will launch through your front window and choke you (laughs) 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 alright bye guys
Bye. Leave a bad review if you want Joe to choke you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>